Who was Eve, the first woman, question mark? My name is Rabbi Yitzwine. Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. And we are in a series, the second of a series on biblical personalities. Now, again, the value of listening to today's podcast is that you are going to learn very profound insights into the nature of womankind. Now, just a disclaimer, I am a man and... I'm a man, and I see the world through men's eyes. So take that as a as a as a little grain of salt when I'm explaining to you. Okay, now let me tell you all about women. All right. Um, so let's begin. So so when we started talking about uh, the creation of Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve. So of course they were created in the image of God. So when we say the image of God, we're referring to two points. One is that inherent with mankind is the ability to have free will, unlike animals. Animals can choose, do I eat a dead, you know, a dead, dead cow or a dead zebra, you know, for dinner, uh, right? They can, the animals can choose, you know, that, in, that, in that regard, but they don't have moral choice in the same way. So, but humankind does have moral choice. That's part of the living the image of God. And the other aspect of living in the image of God is a desire to give. And in the way, same way that God continuously gives to us, we receive enormous satisfaction by giving to others. Now, I know many of you have dogs. You look in the eyes of a dog and you, you can see a personality, but it is very, very different. It's on a different level. One day we will have a Life is Great episode on animals and the personalities of animals and that we'll explore that more then but for now we start off that adam and eve were created as one androgynous being and then god said it is not good for man to be alone put man in a deep sleep and then created eve through adam's cella cella could be it could be his rib it could be his side could be his tail right it could be all these things the point is that when it comes to Eve, the primary purpose of creation of Eve was for man, that man should not be alone. So you realize that inherent within every woman is an element of being a nurturer in order to, to uh, create a wholeness of a man or of mankind. Now, not every woman is going to get married, by the way, but not every woman needs to get married in order to have a meaningful, happy, joyful life. But every woman does need to uh, help complete her world around her. That's, that is in the, that's in the spiritual DNA of every woman. A woman a women are uh, naturally more giving, naturally more nurturing, naturally, uh, as we discussed the last time, they are more emotional. And again, I'm, I'm I'm creating great, 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 you know, generalizations. But if you find an exception to the generalization, the only thing you've proven is there are exceptions, not that the generalization is not true. Okay. So, and again, from the Torah, when we talk about, you know, talk about this, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that when we define what is a tzela that, that was pulled from Adam to create Eve. So um, we talk about a rib. So we know that a, a rib is a uh, it's a bone that's hidden you know it's, it's so again it goes to the natural modesty or or if a woman connects in with a proper sense of modesty that's one of the ways that she will achieve her potential 
you know, the rib is hidden from the arm. Uh, a tzela could be a rib, the rib bone. So we know that a rib bone is one of the, it's actually one of the bones in the, in the body that on to more, more of an extent regenerates itself a little bit. That's why when they, when physicians do bone grafts, very often they will take bones from, you know, apart from the rib, it just has that, that nature. So again, a woman does have that ability even more so than a man to recreate herself, to grow, to to morph into into something more, something else, so to speak. A tail, you know, we speak about a tail as a balance, uh, is something uh, you know that, that brings balance. That again is the nature of a woman to bring balance into the world, and you know, and all these things. If a woman is not modest, if she is not warm, if she's not nurturing, if she is not bringing balance, she will feel there's something missing in her life, in 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 a deeper way. Will a man feel this? Of course a man will feel this because she came from a man, but it, it's very different. Let's go back to the other element that when we talk about it's not good for a man to be alone and that a woman, um, you know, provides in a, a completion. So the rabbis explained that in the marriage uh, construct of a man and a woman, what does Eve do? Eve is the mirror to the man. That really, again, she came from the man and now she's she acts as a mirror. So, you know, I always say to a guy, you know, and guys don't understand this idea. If, you know, one day you come home and your wife is freaking out and you're thinking to yourself, I think I got a broken bottle. You know, like maybe there's something like, oh, you know, don't run for the bottle of pills. Run to make a change in yourself. Because if a woman is uh, immodest, so to speak, then it's very possible that she's just reflecting the immodesty of the man. If a woman is being very selfish and self it's very possible she's reflecting the selfishness in a man. This is such an incredible insight in terms of how to have a proper, happy relationship between a man and a woman. It's like, it's not like I do my thing. As many guys think, I do my thing. She does her thing. And she has to like take care of me. No, it, it doesn't work that way. The idea, the, the, the measures it tells us, Judaism teaches us that the reason that initially God did think, so to speak, to create to create Adam as one and Eve as one. But realize by starting off creating them together as one, that would give a potential that a man and a woman literally could become one being. So that is in the potential. What's interesting to note is that there's a mitzvah in the Torah for men to get married. There's no mitzvah in the Torah, no commandment for women to get married. The reason for that, by the way, is because God does not command us to do things that we will do naturally. So therefore, there is no commandment for you to breathe. You're going to breathe. There is no commandment for you to eat. So therefore, you should eat. But if you're Jewish, you have to eat kosher. Plenty of commandments not to eat shellfish, pork, bugs, those kinds of things. Because you might very well eat those things. So there's no commandment to a woman to get married because naturally a woman will, a female soul, will want to connect with a male soul. But a male soul will not, could delude themselves and think that it's not necessary for them to connect with a female soul. So therefore, there's a commandment for a man to get married. Same idea that women do not have a commandment to have children, right? It says in the Torah, the man will have children, right? There's a commandment for a man to have children not for women. Why? Because naturally a female soul will want to have children. But naturally a male soul might not want to have a children. 
ah, weren't they, weren't they created as one? Yes, that's the point. The point is that it, one, they were not, they are, they are equal, but very, men and women are equal, but very, very different. They have different drives and there are different things that will satisfy their souls. So in a certain sense, when Adam and Eve were separated, the desire to have children, the desire to get married, the ability to be a proper mirror for their spouse, all that went with Eve. Men were left without the desire to get married, without the desire to have children, without the desire, without the, the natural ability to mirror their spouse. Now, I will tell you on a personal level, since I was a little baby, I wanted to have kids. You know, that doesn't mean I'm a female soul. I'm just letting you know. It just means that I have that there is a feminine aspect in my soul that is not necessarily natural in all male souls. That's how it works. I'm all men. I'm all man. Just letting you know. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> There's no insecurity going on over here about this. Okay, really. I am what I am. Okay. All right. So that that's how it works. So then when you you go a little further into who exactly was Eve and and, and what she did. So it is, it's amazing. She also is the epitome of beauty because we say that the Sarah, beauty to us is not um, in the eyes of the beholder. It, beauty is something that is actually an objective, something that can be measured objectively. Now, I, again, if you were a plastic surgeon, you would say, well, I know that because beauty is in symmetry. That's why it's very interesting that in the days of COVID, when you had people walking around with masks, and you would look and you'd say, oh, that person is really beautiful. And that would be because their eyes would be symmetrical. Then they would take off their mask and you'd say, ah, put your mask back on. Because <laughs> the rest of them perhaps was not so beautiful. Okay. So the thing is, that, so if you're a plastic surgeon, then you know that beauty actually is something, it is an objective thing. But we have this thing in Western society, no, beauty is not as beholder. Well, the mere fact that we find in the Torah certain people are more beautiful than others, that means that objectively there were certain people that were more beautiful. So Sarah, who we will come to her in this series, Sarah is one of the most beautiful people who ever walked on the face of the earth. But the, the Medrash says that compared to, to Eve, she was like a monkey. And Eve, compared to Adam, was like a monkey. In other words, that's the way to say that that you know, Adam and Eve were created in incredibly beautiful ways. Now, because Eve was created from Adam, so therefore she was more emotional and softer, warmer, that kind of thing, beauty, physical beauty became something that's more important to her. And that's why when you look in the world we live in, you know, cosmetics and women's beauty stuff is a, like this is a big deal, you know, this is a big deal. And at the same time, she is less external than man. In other words, men are more external. They are harder. Women are more internal. But beauty is more important to, to women. But physical attractiveness will be more important to men. That's why if you drive down Melrose Boulevard in Los Angeles, there is a magnificent, there was anyway, a magnificent billboard with a picture of women's legs and a bottle of vodka. And it was to sell the vodka. So obviously men would look at the legs and go, mm, those are great legs. And they'd look at the vodka and say, okay, I think I'll drink the, the vodka so I can get a you know a pair of legs. You know, I can, you know, that's what I want. Isn't it remarkable you've never seen a billboard with a picture of men's legs and a bottle of vodka? 
it's just not going to sell because right because men are not that way like I, I, they, I women are not that way women are not just like look of course women want to be with that handsome guy and a good looking guy that's not that i'm not discounting that but men will look and say at, at a woman without even knowing her anything about her and say yes i want that woman and they will do that a lot from woman to woman to woman to woman and women do that on a much rare or uh, occasion they're they're just simply not and there are many studies to to support that that particular thing uh, that particular concept at any rate so eve in hebrew is called chava and she was named by adam so the reason she was named by adam of course adam was naming all the all of the creatures all the all the all the creations and chava means the one who gives forth life so it's interesting that was that is her major attribute she brings forth li life she has another name called Chaya. Chaya uh, could mean a wild beast, but it also Chaya means something that is alive. And that that and the reason that that would, she got that name was because she had noticed that the, the animals were crying and difficult, and and Adam did not know what was going on. He was not attuned to the emotions of the animals, and he turned to Chava and said to, to Eve and said, "What's going on?" And she said, "They're hungry." They're hungry. They're they're hungry. They're tired. They need to be nurtured, and so therefore he said, he said, you are Chaya. You are one, a living, a, a true living being. So it's you know again, who we that, that's part of that is part of uh, who her particular nature is. Now, um, one of the uh, one of the uh, great things that we have to remember about uh, about uh, Hava is that man cannot be fully comforted. He cannot feel complete without Chava. He tried. Man, you know, it says the Gemara says that he had literally relations with all the animals of the world, and, and and could not find anything that would be satisfying to him at all. The only one that was was Chava, and so that men need to understand this element of of a woman of a woman that there's a lot of a lot of battles to conquer in the world. Um, but if you don't have that one particular, if you don't have your Eve, then you will feel uh, unwhole. And that that and that's that's a very very important thing for mankind to to get down. Now, when 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 God created uh, Eve, He also created the Satan. He created the 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 evil desire, the evil impulse, um, and that was something that was very very good, because the the evil impulse in the world that draws man to Eve, the, the, the sheer physicality. Now, of course, this evil impulse um, at the beginning uh, took the place of the snake, of the serpent. And the serpent, the original serpent, um, you know, could walk upright and communicate and, um, and was the one who manipulated Eve into eating from the tree of good knowledge, the, the first sin. And then she, when she saw, after she ate, from the, the fruit from uh, from the, the tree of of good and evil. So then, a uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil. So then she saw the angel of death coming towards her. And then she thought quickly and said, listen, I've got to get my husband to eat this too. Because <laughs> she was jealous. She thought maybe maybe she would be killed and maybe maybe Adam would get another man, another woman. And um, and so in with him is the jealousy that, you know, and that, that, again, that's all part of the satan that went inside of her. That poisoned her um so therefore what happened is is within every woman is that element of jealousy 
she she they women do get jealous they get jealous of everything of their husband they can be jealous of their husband's work they can be jealous of you know a football widow right the, the football and they can be jealous yes men listen to this she can be even jealous of you going off and doing meaningful things like learning torah and 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 doing things for the for the community and giving charity that is that is in the nature of a woman the only way to deal with that is to give your wife enough positive emotional attention that she is fulfilled and and the reason she gets jealous is in order to pull you back to her so that you will not run off and spend your time slaying dragons and working in the salt mines so all these are all these things are working together in a very complex matrix so nonetheless, um, what did she, how did she get, uh, there's different opinions in terms of what was this fruit on the, the, the tree of knowledge? So one opinion is that it was grapes and that in order to get Adam to eat, to, to eat from the fruit, she took the grapes and she made grape juice. And not enough time to make wine, but she squoze them and then gave them to drink. And that's how he, that's how he, he drank. Um, another idea is that perhaps it was, it was wheat. Another idea is that it was figs. Um, no one says it was an apple. There's no apples here. Okay. <laughs> No galas. There were no gala apples. Okay. Galas, waited, we waited until we had Jewish organizations and fundraising before we, we founded galas. All right. So now what happens is after she eats this, um, so now she has this, this. Uh, she also said, that, again, the mentor says that she actually consorted, she had relations with the, with the serpent and then had relations with, uh, with her husband and uh, with, with Adam. And that is why Cain and Abel were such a mess. Because Oh, they came able, you know, they were born and with part of the, the poison, literally, of uh, the, the snake in them. It was only after that, then she did a little bit of chuva, they get kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And then she had, who is the progenitor of mankind, Seth, right? Now, in the meantime, um, in the meantime, so she does do a certain level of chuva, and, but she, the, the chuva is brought about through of, of a certain amount of repentance, but this is brought about through the 10 decrees of curses that Eve was given. So what would, what are the difficulties that Eve needs to, needs to uh, go through in order to get back to the holiness, the initial holiness? So it was, uh, you know, the idea of uh, the, the, the menstrual cycle and difficulties with pregnancy and difficulties with uh, childbirth and raising children, having difficulties with her husband, you know, having difficulties uh, by the fact that she will always want him to, to she will have this occasional desire to to have him dominate her, um, that she will want to be, uh, she feels the need to be covered, uh, she'll, that she'll age quickly and her beauty will, uh, will, will dissipate, you know, so these things. However, the more righteous a woman is, the less they are included in the curses of Eve. Like sometimes you'll meet a woman and she doesn't have difficulty giving birth or she does not have difficulty of, uh, you know, raising children. She doesn't have the difficulties of aging. You know, there are different gradations of souls of women that depending on how much they are connected with the particular, um, the particular curses of, of Eve. So um, we remember just, you know, pulling it around and wrapping it up that Eve is the mother of all womankind. She brings life to the world. She brings nurturing to the world. And she brings tremendous benefit to the world in, in every element. She is the necessary 
component to mankind that mankind can can create uh, a perfected world and when we understand that in a proper way so not only will women appreciate what it means to be a woman on a deeper way then men will also respect and appreciate everything that a woman brings to the world Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. Share this with your friends and they will love you for it. If you have questions or comments, please email me at rabbiyitzwine at gmail.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at gmail. For more content, check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you to Dana Rutherford for producing today's episode. And remember... If you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great.